Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello from Philippa at the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Now more than ever, people are often turning to a book to provide them with a great escape. And I usually get asked, which book should I read next? There are so many to choose from. Well, help is at hand. The QuickBook Reviews podcast does what it says on the tin. It gives you some quick book reviews. You can tell how long it took me to come up with that market-leading title. Well done, me. And it covers all sorts of different books you might be interested in. And, hopefully, a happy half hour with me chatting about life, cups of tea, biscuits and books. Lots of books. From crime to thriller to general fiction, audiobooks, even children's books. If I think it's good, I'll want to tell you about it. And if I'm not such a fan, I'll tell you that too. It's not about literature or fine arts. It's just about finding a good read that makes you want to keep turning the pages. Finding books that deliver a great ending. Fancy a listen? Download the QuickBook Reviews podcast and see what you think. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. Dumpty Dumpty Dum, why am I in the kitchen? Dumpty 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 Dum, oh yes, to find me phone. Where I put it down, where's the bloody thing? Dumpty Diddly Dum. Dumpty 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 Dum, who's I going to call? This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that are centered on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the pristine Emperor Armani tracksuit that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the Aldi's 80s shell suit that is... Kerry Warbis. Hey, Kerry, have you heard about this new kind of like breakout arches thingamabob this week? No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What, do you, do you not read the Times and the Telegraph? It's been all over the media... I a, don't. A long lost character has returned in spirit form. Have a listen to this. Jennings, I know it's in your blood to chase birds, but please don't do it. Poor little things are trying to enjoy the first bit of peace and quiet they've had in a hundred years. Good boy. 
It's true, people do keep saying how quiet it is. Apart from the birds, of course. Even where it was always pretty quiet, I suppose it will be different when they get the combines out. Juggernauts. But you know the question I've been thinking about sitting here doing absolutely nothing all day is the one they always ask in detective stories. I mean, if someone falls off a roof, say, who benefits from it? I'd welcome your views. What do you reckon to that, then? Wow. That's you're not, a you're, surprise. You're, uh, Kerry, you're not supposed to answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's rather nostalgic, isn't it? Good heavens. <laughs> you're on the dum dums Hello, Graham. Hello, everybody. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How long was that in the planning? Well, the BBC gave me the idea. There was a talk of um, a podcast using me as a ghost. Mm. And I had a test for it, it went rather well, and I never heard another word. Um, and then the Sunday Times said, it's all happening, isn't it? And I said, no one's told me anything. And um, it's, it all happened terribly quickly because it's an entirely... Fa- I, I mean, Helen Ledbetter, I, I've known since she wrote for me, when she created Nigel in the 80s under William Smethurst. And she was very up for it, and my wife helped edit this end. You have to keep your powder dry so before Kerry and I rattle through all the preliminaries because I need to say this. This week's dum dum was from Old Grey Whiskers. Uh, Kerry, if someone would like to send us in a dum dum how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a dum dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 0203 031 3105. Leave us a message on speak pipe or send a text message starting with dumb to 077-862-00690. Thanks to Yoko Bear and Millie Bell, our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Mike Hatton for his character counts and Shambridge for her voices. And of course, Lucy V. Freeman for her awesomeness. On this week's episode, we hear views from Mike, Justine from Malta, she's back. Oh, I love Malta, me. Iris from Germany. Gosh, we're keeping it very European. There's Peter, Tony, Alice, Andrew, uh, Mia, Jess and Rosie Porty, who's one of the stellar dum de dummers who's always on the Zoom calls. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Kerry, she should be doing my job. She's very scared. Her and Quentin have been utter revelations. They have indeed. My lovely mate, Quentin. Can you share him, please? I, I, I think I want a bit of Quentin too. Uh, but <laughs> but that, those are the caller inners. But now we need to go back to our uh, guest of honour. It's it's Mr Seed. Uh, <laughs> Somewhat known as, also known as Nigel Pardicher in, in, in this fair parish. Um, so, Graham, when we did that Zoom a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you had this all cooked up and you didn't tell me. No, I didn't tell you at all. No, no. I, actually, I hadn't. I didn't know. Well, no, you hadn't, you hadn't even recorded it no, at that point. It, no, no. I, um, in fact, it wasn't even in my mind. Although I've often dreamt over the years of Nigel stalking that roof. I mean, I think he's a good ghost. And, um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've, I've had many a dream of Nigel looking down on life. Um, mm. And then it all just happened very quickly. I blame you, because if you hadn't have invited me to that Zoom... Um, Are you saying that 
Basically, <laughs> I was Jesus to your Lazarus, and I've resurrected oh, Nigel through yep. the medium of Zoom. I'll get you into heaven, yep. But it's, it's, it's a bit of fun. I don't know if you got, of course you all know, that no actors are working at the moment, and, and goodness knows when we will get any work because of the lockdown of theatres and, and, and social, social distancing. It's all very frightening, and there are a lot of us twiddling our thumbs, and it's been so exciting being occupied for a fortnight. Kerry, I, I've spoken to Graham um, a few times and I, I said that, you know what, me being a class warrior, I always had a problem with, with, with Nigel being a proper toff, whatever. So, so I'm, I'm going to step back in this conversation. Um, you don't like me. No, listen, I love you. <laughs> you don't I, like Nigel. No. No, I always had Carry a little on. bit of a, but But that's just, it was in pure inverted snobbery on, on my part. You know, you had the big house, all, all the things which maybe secretly hard to suspect. But he never you know, quite fitted in to. with the posh people, did he? I mean, he's far happier with Joe and Tethro and, and, and all the village, really. I and mean, if he was alive now, he'd be in the ball. Well, he well, won't because he's locked out. It was <laughs> well. He was definitely a patrician, wasn't he? He he, he was a one nation Tory. He he believed. Exactly. Yeah, you know, he wasn't. Um, but Kerry, give us some of your Nigel memories. Well, my my memories of of Nigel, and I have been listening for over forty years, so <laughs> oh, I do remember you, Graham. Uh, <laughs> um, what? You know, you're such an affable character, really, weren't you? That that was what I remember about you, a, ve- a really lovable soul. So I, I loved you, whereas Royfield felt a bit irked. Not too by... right, was he? I mean, Nigel wasn't quite Well, so no, right. he wasn't. But, you know, he never did anyone any harm, really, did he? No, uh, he was a dreadful farmer. I mean, if, if it hadn't been for Lizzie, I don't know what would have happened to him, do you? Because he couldn't really give a Shula, job. Shula would have happened to him. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I really think he was a man of the country, too. Um, and and what I like in Helen's writing that she did is she even finishes episode one, the first one, with a quote from Adelstrop, by Edward Thomas, and, and all the birds of Oxfordshire and Gloucestershire. That, that was rather beautiful, I thought. So have you really stayed in contact with her since you finished uh, working on The Archers? Or is this the first Not time you've all. collaborated? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the first time. We met after about 20 years when we both attended William Smethers' funeral in the Cotswolds, uh, which was, gosh, about two or three years ago now. Goodness. Mm. Well, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to weave in Nigel's yeah. best bits in between these caller inneries. Because you know what, Graham? They have a real habit of getting in the way when we're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> so, they? Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> uh, but first off, I'll do a little bit of this. Hello, Ambridge3962. Bonjour, Alikum. Hello, everyone. This is Justine calling from Malta. Calling from Malta. Justine, not Timmy, not Timmy, but Justine. And uh, as it's my name, I feel I'm uh, able to have a little rant about it. No child has ever been unable to say my name. On the contrary, it's mostly adults who are the main culprits with the mispronunciation of my name. I spent many years living in Germany where I was referred to as the Chastin. Um, there is a German equivalent, Justina, but it's very, very old-fashioned. And um, my German husband refers to me as Jussi. Now living here in Malta, I'm referred to as Justin, because the Maltese have a tendency to separate every syllable very clearly. So Royfield would be Roy Field, and Kerry would be Kerry. 
Um, but enough about that. So to this week's monologues, I love, love, love Kate. Oh yeah, I've got super, super deep. I want to hear lots more of that. I personally didn't find the Bridge Farm monologues too bad. Um, but well, it depends on your expectations, I guess. And um, I love, love, love the podcasts and the Zoom things and everything you've been putting on YouTube. Absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for all the effort and the work that you put into that. It's really, personally, it's kept me very grounded throughout this whole COVID thing. Um, we've been okay here in Malta. Our restrictions are due to be lifted on the 1st of July, all of them. So, um, yes, we're all starting to play George Michael's uh, outside, which we will be, as from the 1st of July. So I say ciao alikon from Justine. Thank you for that, Justine. First off, uh, Graham, mm -hmm. listening to last week's output, before we talk about um, the you know the dramatic content, how does it feel actually just listening to the archers? Well, it's lovely. It's lovely, actually, because um, I think I told you last time, I'm not a committed listener any longer. Um, but um, uh, most of the cast, who I know, well, um, they're all my friends, and... It's lovely, lovely to hear Sonny as Lillian and, and my mate Sam Williams as Justin. I don't know Kate. I don't know Paul Venables, who play Kate and Jacob, which sounded like a yogurt at first. I, I didn't know the character <laughs> at all. I, I found that a bit confusing. But, he, but they're in love, aren't they? Or lust or something. Mm -hmm. um, um, so it's a trip down memory lane. I mean, it's as if I've never left. I probably felt like a ghost looking down. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> what about you, Kerry? What were your kind of like standouts in last week's output? The, yeah. the velour tracksuits, or yeah, there was a lot of um, gaining weight and losing weight, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. And uh, strange outfits. Yeah, Jacob and Kate clearly are in love, aren't they? Or in lust, as Graham has mentioned. Uh, the standout things I thought was Lillian and Justin really getting on each other's nerves a lot. I agree. Yes, they don't seem yes. very. They don't seem a good match, do they? At times, they didn't. Yeah, they they, they want to put each other down. Yeah, what's that? Um, what's happening there? I don't know. I mean, the, Lillian seemed irritated by Justin rather than in loved up by him. Well, of course they're not loved up, but um, why do you say they're not loved the up, Graham? They've both got big, big pasts in their life. I wonder what the future holds for them both. Yeah, um, and, and is it just lockdown that's getting to them, do you think, and, and being be. forced to be together a lot more? Because they, they really seemed to wish to not be spending any time together at all. I know. <laughs> there, there was a line that Lillian said that, that she doesn't like him in the kitchen and, and, um, and get him out of her hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which um, I think my wife probably feels that about me at the moment. Does she? <laughs> God. Does I... she prefer you locked in your office as well? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that Lillian was quite successful in the kitchen. She never really talks about cooking or anything, does she? No, she likes a drink, doesn't she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, drinking whilst doing yoga. That was quite a high spot, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. On the gin. I just flagged up what you're thinking. Are they a good couple? Um, yes, are they Ruby too? Yes, well, I mean, thank goodness for Ruby. Comes and goes. They're useful things, animals, aren't they? In, yeah. <laughs> in Ambridge. I think, I think Lillian and Justin sometimes take each other for granted quite a bit until something happens that brings them together rather than uh, jogging along nicely at all times. Mm, yeah, they're probably fine. They're probably fine. They're, 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 
You see, I'm a bit confused in the locker. How far down the line are they? Are we now the present moment that's eventually happened? Well, yes. yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But it's going to be a, a slight problem if things change and they've still got four weeks of recordings of. No, we, that's not our problem, is it? No. no, no, no. But you know what is our problem? The fact that uh, Mike from Australia, from down under, is waiting to have his two pennies worth. So okay. hold that thought, Mr. Seed. Here is Mike. Hello, Roy Field and Kerry and all the Dumpty Dummers. Uh, Mike here from down under. First time caller in because last time I was a caller and that oh. just didn't work. So sorry <laughs> about that. My bad. Um, I just want to say something really, really quickly. I'm not going to labor this point, but um, if you remember that sort of audio production um, is my thing at the moment, I've worked in both audio, uh, sorry, radio and TV production as well in my life. And there are plenty of examples of radio and audio production that's happening around the world now, um, using home studios in some cases um, and with high fidelity two-way live recording happening. So I, I don't know what's happening here. And, and I really want everybody to remember that's the BBC we're talking about here. When I worked um, in TV radio production, they were pretty much regarded as the gold standard around the world for this kind of thing. They do know what they're doing. So... Uh, mm, a little bit frustrated with them. But anyway, anyway, that's not really why I called. Um, I just want to say I've finished listening to a couple of the Kate episodes, as I'll call them. And I just want to say how awesome I think they were. I thought it was great how Jacob was present in the same scene as Kate. Um, and it's the closest thing we've had to two-way dialogue since Bess barked at Ben. Um, and so it's <laughs> it's brought something back to the whole story that I think was really missing. Also, I think that the actual storyline as well of what's happening with Kate is actually something of some substance which is happening in the storyline. Everything that we've had over the last couple of weeks up until this point has been a, a really kind of a nothing, like things that we just don't care about. Um, and it's just been sort of thrown in there. There's nothing that's sort of a significant event in any of the characters' lives. And this is the first time, I think, we've had an end credit theme after some kind of revelation. You know, what is my doctor going to tell me on Thursday, says Kate. And it's the closest thing we've had to a cliffhanger so far. So I thought these scenes were so much better than a lot of the other things that we've listened to over the last couple of weeks. I do think that Kate and Jacob's lusting for each other is a little bit difficult to listen to. I get the feeling that maybe it was written by someone much older than both of them. Um, but whatever, um, you know, it's played on Radio 4 during when? I guess like dinner time or something? I can't remember. I'm not there anymore. Um, so it's got to be something acceptable. Um, it is difficult for me to try to really understand what it's like for people, especially in the UK at the moment, living in everyday lives in the COVID-19 age. So I've I've got to sort of like get my cues here from what's happening in the arches. I hope everybody's safe. It's very different for us over here. I hope everybody's well. And I'll talk to you next time. Uh, thanks for that, Mike. Uh, Graham, uh, back in the day when you and Lily were, were courting, um, how steamy, how lustful did things get? Were you like Jacob and Arcate? Oh, yes, and more, I'm sure, yes. I, I think so, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I, I mean, first of all, Nigel, um, he seduced uh, Shula, and, and Lizzie had a bit of a history before she with Nigel, didn't she? Yeah, I think there's always been a bit of lust in Amber. It's the countryside, for goodness sake, isn't it? Yes, it's 
especially in spring and June, everyone's at it, aren't they? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but but I I get from the episode we heard with with Kate that actually she's not getting it. I mean, she's um, it's it's early days, isn't it? Really, in their relationship, um, she, she's still trying to impress and flirt with him all the time. And Jacob is of nothing's changed. That's what I'm saying. What did you reckon, Kerry? Let's have the Kerry Warbis take <laughs> on the inner dynamic, sexual, emotional, <laughs> spiritual of the Jacob and Kate coupling. Go. Well, they have definitely been there together. And, and the only thing standing in their way um, currently is that they're isolating in different households. So that's the issue at the moment. I think Mike made a good point in his call about the fact that you know, Kate and Jacob were almost in a scene together. That was the closest that we had got, which was quite quite interesting. And that the the Kate we haven't even mentioned the perimenopause yet, have we, in our summary mm-hmm. of what was happening last week. And he's right, that is the first thing where it hasn't actually felt like the writers have have got a tombola of ways that people can talk aloud and lockdown issues put them in the tombolas, churned them around and seen what came out. The perimenopause thing is is sort of to- not lockdown related, is it? Um, it's something that happens to very many people. And it, you know, poor old Kate, how is she going to deal with this? Yeah, and, and it's one storyline pre the COVIDs, the, which has actually been part of the monologues, isn't it? Oh, no, also Johnny and his hair. Johnny and his hair yes. was also pre pre the Coronas as well. So so it's good to have that connective tissue because you feel, mm. you know, well, you've been listening for 40 years, you feel that's paying off because these storylines still have some, some connection to that type of thing. Yeah, and but, that something's actually happening that's, that's new for us to deal with. Mm. Uh, Graham, uh, very obviously, you've uh, now successfully launched your own podcast uh, with, with monologues, and you, you're a man that goes goes into the theatre. You tread the boards, sir. Um, how mm-hmm. tricky, technically, is it for an actor uh, just to be in a room, uh, maybe with a big mic in front of them, and uh, to properly emote, but not overstep the mark too much to make it sound believable? Because um, dare I say it, I could tell by listening to your podcast that. You know, this this wasn't your first rodeo, and you were pretty good at it. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's terribly difficult. Um, I've only got a very cheap mic, which has very little range on it, and there are so many distractions when you're doing it yourself that that all the actors doing this have probably had with sound and and uh, well, you've already gathered actually that that I'm not very good at all this technical stuff. Um, then you've got to concentrate and get in the zone. I find. It's terribly exciting to transfer your thoughts um, in a soliloquy. And, um, and mine are eight or nine minutes long, which is quite occasionally I did a pick-up, but not often. You just have to get in the zone, don't you? Can you hear, without you know naming actors, can you determine which actors have been able to get into the zone more than others in, in this format? Well, it all depends on the scripts, doesn't it? Um, at the moment, um, I'm looking forward to the lockdown getting quite tense and and people worrying about their that their family who who, who, um, who they're not seeing. I mean, that's I'm sure the writers are playing a, a long innings on this because they've got a long way to go. I think they're all 
were wonderful actors. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick any out. I, I said, you know, we can, we can be nameless about this, but, but you know, <laughs> but, but anyway, you, uh, you're, you're being diplomatic and I fully appreciate that. And well, I've only heard about six or seven actors. Um, the most experienced guy probably is Der Tim Bending, who um, he's always working with a microphone and it's wonderful watching how relaxed he is. Um, he's, he's always on top of it. Mm. Um, and I remember when I worked with him, that was always the case, you know. But, but this is a different ball game, isn't it? And you want, you want the variation of pace and thought and attack and energy. True that, uh, true that. Uh, so that was Mike from Down Under, and we thank you for that call, Mike. Now, uh, keeping things international, Graham and Kerry, mm. uh, we go to Germany, and I believe uh, Iris is going to talk about friends that we have loved and lost. Dear, dear Lucy, what an achievement you made together with Royfield, your co-host and your congenious husband in podcasting, with Royfield being the con and you being the genius. I do very, very much respect your decision and it must have been really, really hard for you to decide to go and a wise man I once knew in my job said that every big no opens the door for a big yes. And I wish you all the best. And I hope really you find what's coming next for you. And what can we do, Dumpty Dummers, in this edifice that was created by you two? We are going to feel numb. We are going to feel the loss. And of course, we'll keep on rolling. Royfield, you were so brave doing your walkie-talkies and opening up really and giving Lucy the farewell she really deserves. And well, you could have chosen a quietly, uh, slightly more quiet area with some dog barks and some bird song, but maybe that would have been so soppy we'd all have had to cry. I'm not ashamed to shed a tear, and I will do, and for the time being, I'll just say, with all the new co-hosts to come, I'll be on, and just let's go on, and again, thank you very, very much, much, <laughs> and all the best to you, Lucy. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you for no, that. Nice. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, you met Lucy at the dinner, didn't you? Graham. I did. And she also interviewed me. And she was great fun. When I, when I fell off the roof all those years ago, um, you had me on and it was Lucy, I'm sure, who interviewed me. And we had a, a riot. Graham? Yeah. Th th that was me. No, it wasn't. It was a woman. Oh. You haven't changed completely, have you? It was a, it you know was a woman. I'm thinking, right, I'm trying to yeah. think, when you actually fell off the roof, because that was 2011, we weren't doing Dum De Dum then. Um, you just started Dum Dee Dum. If you look, if you look on your website, you've still got an, an old meeting with me, and I think it was, I think it was Lucy. Are you schooling me on my own podcast, Mister C? <laughs> oh, it, it seems like you are. <laughs> well, I'll keep very quiet. I might be, but um, oh, well, anyway, we, we wish her well, don't we? And um, we do, we do, we do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> That's Iris from Germany. Lovely to hear from you again, Iris. And uh, now, um, this is Peter. I can't remember where Peter's from, but he's obviously from somewhere. 
because otherwise he wouldn't exist. Ah, it could be another ghost, actually. So I don't know if you can see him in your, in your kind of spectral goings on there, uh, Graham. Uh, I'm going to press the button and uh, call upon Peter. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. It's <laughs> Jeff. There's some good acting in the monologues and some good writing too. Tate and Jacob certainly portray their feelings towards one another very well. However, I would still prefer some dialogue, and hopefully the editor and directors will get that sorted very, very soon. Welcome along to the podcast, Peter and Terry. Peter, every time I think of you, I think of Helen Lee, and every time I think of Helen Lee, I think of you, as I know that you are a fan. Now, as well as having the great Terry Davis on the podcast, could we have some Archer's directors on the podcast, or the editor himself, Jeremy Hell, to talk about general things to do with the Archers? I really like your other podcasts, Roy. Uh, make sure, Dumpty Dummers, that you check them out. Now, Roy, out of interest, as well as doing Dumpty Dum, what does your week consist of? I'm very interested. Speak to you all soon. Goodbye for now. Uh, oh, Royfield, he's plugging your other podcast there. <laughs> he is, and uh, I should get his name right. I, I called him Peter, and of course his name was Jack. He very clearly yes. at the start said Jack, and he was talking to Pete, uh, talking about Peter. He was on last week. Very quickly, what else do I do? Um, I hang out with, with Graham, and... <laughs> <laughs> we, we've had some great socially he, distanced walks oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> um, alright so um, I do yesterday I did uh, Mid-Atlantic put it up on YouTube for the first time I do that once a fortnight I do Map Corner I do crumbs. Um, I'm, I'm editing an episode of, about Ronald Reagan for 10 American presidents. Uh, and I'm doing that in between all of my other podcasting duties. I do a little bit of mentorship. And um, I had a great mentee from New York who um, is getting into podcasting. And it's been a great joy for the last like, five weeks uh, talking to him. That, that's what I do. Uh, what, what do you do uh, with the rest of your week there, Kerry? Well, I work full time um, for a global financial company. Who'd have thought that? Gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, how it, how it, exciting it, does that sound? <laughs> Kerry, it, we're not the BBC. You can actually say it's American Express. It's fine. It's oh, like... God, I don't know if I should. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I'll have to take my Twitter account down, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, I work full time. During lockdown, I've been watching box sets like everyone else has and like justin does not want to mm. well that well that doesn't make any sense so so graham you know <laughs> it, it, it's lockdown yeah and you and denise are all kind of like cuddled up there and uh mm. and it's summer's evening and you know you put in you know you get out your your, your netflix uh account so to speak yes um when you're watching something can you watch it for what it is or do you think hmm Nah, I, you know what, I, I, I don't quite believe that performance or crumbs that knock the ball out of the park. Can you enjoy TV oh, or film for what it is or are you always critiquing it? No, I'm not really critical because, because it, it's all about communication. If I'm enjoying something, that's it. If I'm enjoying it, I mean, Normal People was, was lovely. I really enjoyed Normal People and I enjoyed a series on Netflix called Hollywood. It's different. Um uh, if, if I get bored, I mean, I'm I'm doing a thing called Succession on 
now. Are we allowed to say I now? I love yeah. succession. That, that's rather good, isn't it? it mm. They're also ghastly, but they make me laugh. I'm, I'm laughing at them quite a lot. And I love foreign things too. Dust Boot is on, and I'm enjoying that. And, oh, that's uh, good. I, I'm very excited because there's the second series of My Brilliant Friend that's arriving, which is a wonderful Italian book, and it's filmed in, in Naples, and it's, it's subtitles, but that's okay. Uh, no, I very seldom crit- criticise performances because I'm, I'm, very, I'm very easily impressed by acting, I think. But, but you're blooming good at it, though. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if I'm if I'm well cast, which I was as Nigel, I think, I can slip into that character quite easily. Mm. Um, and we've had this conversation before, haven't we? That, um, where yeah, where Nigel began and end, ended and Graham began and ended was a, well, yes, a, a, a blurry scary. line. Yes, I'm lying now on a sofa and a psychiatrist is, is, is making me talk about it. But um, mm. I'm sure a lot of actors in soaps would, you know, I mean, know instinctively what to do. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing, sort of being other people. Um, Kerry, in your job, can you ever be somebody else? Do you don another persona to affect your job, so to speak? It's probably a slightly better way of putting it. Yeah, I think everyone does to a certain degree, don't don't they? Um, a little bit. You have to sort of positively influence people and managing situations and, and dealing with customers, dealing with the public an awful lot you you need to be you know on on your game all the time yes you do don't you uh, as a teacher i suppose too and um, yeah exactly and a doctor and everyone in business yeah you've got to go in and and hit the ball running haven't you yeah so we're all sort of performing at times i guess aren't we hmm. it's an interesting conundrum for a podcaster shall we say because one the, one of the differences between doing a regular podcast and being a radio um, host is you're supposed to give a little bit more of yourself as a podcast because it's a more intimate medium you know you are in people's ears and but people choose to listen to you whenever whenever they want so suppose the question is how much of yourself do you actually reveal and then how much of yourself do you do you actually kind of hold back because um, you're not just delivering a critique on something you have to give something of yourself because people want to feel that you're their companion you are actually their friend mm. yes it's about honesty and relaxation isn't it That's whatever you do very elegant way of putting you're an elegant <laughs> bloke aren't you mr <laughs> I seed know, I you're know. smooth yeah smooth <laughs> you're kidding my goodness i've never played smooth characters in my life Oh, I don't know, sir. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much. Well, uh, well, Jack, I got your name completely wrong. I called you Peter, uh, but we now know um, exactly that it is Jack. Uh, and from Jack, we're going to go to Tony, who calls in occasionally. Here is occasional Tony. Hello there. It's occasional Tony phoning in occasionally. I'm not phoning in, am I? I'm using SpeakPipe, but it's on my phone and... So I suppose it's the same. I feel at the moment with the dialogues, which are really just, as someone said the other day, they're sort of methadone to keep us comfortable while the real stuff will be back. I feel like a a jogger at traffic lights where you have to stop and you're just running on the spot, hoping that uh, the green light will come and you can run forward. Listen to the Pargita triptych, and that was really, really good. 
I love the actor's voice. I never did like the character, but I love the voice. And it was so measured and carefully made. Oh, it was uh, something that maybe uh, the monologues could aspire to. Also, Ambridge seems to always have machinery failures. They always seem to be the start of some plot. Something goes wrong with the machine. I think the reason the machines go wrong is they don't seem to have any service engineering happening on in Ambridge, it's always David or Adam slapping grease on things, getting it ready for the season. I think they need to have a little bit more professional assistance there. Anyway, I am still enjoying Dumpty Dum. And the three-way last week was very good. I'm not saying the more merrier, but uh, they were good voices and a good balance. Thank you. And thanks for keeping going while it's happening. Bye for now. Oh, that was lovely from Tony. Mm. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. And Graham, he mentioned your mm. lovely, lovely voice, and and that's something that oh. I was going to mention as well. And I, well, like, where does it come from? <laughs> well, I, it doesn't come from anywhere. I mean, I, no, it's just there. I can't. I mean, it's probably as limiting. I mean, I don't get offered. I don't get offered a lot of. Australians or <laughs> Midlanders or Scottish or Welsh, you know, I don't get offered that much. But um, well, that's that's very nice. Isn't it? I mean, it's. I also, without sounding sort of, you know, I'm all actors have this, but I really have mm. a passion. And when I was saying things about, I'm at the top of Lakey Hill and breathing, and I can really see that countryside in my mind, mm. and I get quite moved by um, the imagining of mm-hmm. um things um and seeing nelson and 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 no i i really get in the zone and the voice and voice will be good if if you're relaxed i don't know i've got a voice which funny enough as a child i had a very bad stammer so um i'm quite uh-huh. self-conscious about it isn't that interesting yeah mm. a really bad stammer gosh mm. i wouldn't have obviously thought that at all um, but it, it's interesting what you say about it's almost a hindrance because you're so known for the voice. Mm, I do, I do make do, Nigel a little bit, a little bit posher than me because <laughs> I'm not posh at all. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am off, uh, off the Askew Road W12. No, I mustn't say where I live, but you know, it's it's not exactly um, Belgravia. I can tell you, very nice it is. You know, mm. um, no, I've never been posh, but I've always been good at at pretending I am. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and actually the partridges i mean that's what's so enchanting about lower Loxley that uh he inherited they had no money i mean no money at all i mean julia wasn't good with money and uh mm. it's a bit like a lot of these stately homes isn't it that they they have to invite the public in true yeah yeah it's all a bit shabby around yeah around i the mean scenes, he, he sold ice creams and 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 uh yes things like that you know when he was young because i don't imagine he he certainly didn't go to university. Old Nige? No. <laughs> Not very bright. He even admits that in the um, uh, soliloquies, isn't he? In his little talks. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back to the triptychs, um, obviously there's one, two, three. Three parts in a triptych. But Yes. Come on, you're going to be tempted to, to roll out a fourth, aren't you? Because... You know, we'll see how good. it goes. We'll see. We'll see at the end of the week. We'll have a a meeting that 
a team of four, and um, we will see how Helen feels and what's the next stage. Because, I mean, these are, are on the market for free, mm. um, and I don't know what we'll do, but um, I don't expect Helen to go on writing for nothing, mm. you know? Why should Graham, you? Graham, I haven't heard them yet. Do you, do you mention at all in them about how you feel your children are doing? Yeah, yeah. I'll read you a little brief here. Mm. Nine and a half years after the deadly fall from his roof, in three lockdown soliloquies, yeah, Graham Seed wonders whether the ghost of Nigel Pardula may be unquiet in his watches to rest. Nigel revisits the places he was familiar with in life and remembers the people he knew and worries at the questions that keep him there. What really happened that night on the roof? Was it a fall or an accident? I mean, it can run. I mean, if, if Helen mm. wanted to. But, but this was just, we never thought. We're absolutely thrilled that anyone's listening to it, honestly. And, and we've done three. And, uh, and you guys, I think, will tell us if we should do any more. Well, I'm, I'm giving it an unequivocal thumbs up. In, in my oh, exalted position as a, as a dumdy dumber, I'm going, let's have some more, Gov. We're really proud of the programme, but I've got to, but we've got to be very careful of that line that slightly slightly naughty and risky. I mean, he's, he says things about some of the characters which, um, you know, um, <laughs> might... Well, certainly the, um, you know, the characters wouldn't approve of what he says about them, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> he can't even remember some of their names, can he? Um, which is quite funny. Yeah, um, I look forward to hearing he that. He has then. a bucket list of, of things to throw away. And he throws away quite a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of people and, <laughs> and things. Um, he described Brian Aldrich, doesn't he, as, as the, uh, the, the old Henry the um, Eighth of a village or something, you know. Um, <laughs> was it Henry the Eighth who had all those wives? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's and, some irreverence thrown oh, there in is, there. Oh, yes, of course, because he's, Excellent. He, he also thinks that he got pushed off the roof by someone who was on the roof with him. Mm. But he did, he did make a very good point, did the old ghost of uh, Nigel P, because he said you'd been running around Lower Loxley from when you were a boy. You're going you're gonna to know which bits are safe and not. So how the hell could you fall off? Exactly. I, know I know it's a little bit windy, but you know. It's a little bit windy, it's yes, yes. Because the, the, that's, and, and I had, as an actor, I had a lump in my throat when... He goes up on the roof again in, in one of the podcasts, and, mm. and and he says, "Gosh, this is where I I fell. This is this is the place, and they've replaced some tiles, and um, it's a summer's evening this time, a summer's morning." And he says, "How could I possibly have fallen off this roof? You know, mm-hmm. was I pushed?" Yeah. <laughs> David Arch is a murderer. He's a murderer. Well, well, I suspect the police in Ambridge at the moment are not quite up to scratch, are they? <laughs> Could you haunt David a bit more intimately, please? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you want? Well, him if he pushed it? you off the, if he pushed you off the roof. Yeah, well, he feels very guilty about it. I'm sure, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, on that note, folks, uh, we need to uh, r- rattle on uh, with these calls. So that was occasional Tony. I think he's going to start having. Well, change his name because he calls in quite frequently i would say <laughs> regular tone yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is alice hi we feel kirsty and her house is in dumb to dumb land today it's alice here from newbury um i wanted to start off by my voicemail saying um hi kirsty 
Um, when are we going to find out if you are the official new co-host of Dumpty Dumps? I'm really starting to get to know you and get to like you, and I don't want to be heartbroken when we run off to co-host a podcast about Emmerdale instead. So please let us know as soon as possible if I should start falling in love with you um, or if I need to keep my distance. Uh, secondly, I wanted to say that I, again, loved this week's episodes um, with Kate. I thought that the Kate and Jacob bits in particular were really cute and lovely. I think my favourite thing about the new episodes is my life is completely different because of coronavirus. I don't want the archers to be the same. I don't want them to be going on doing things when I'm stuck at home doing nothing. I love listening to them just do absolutely nothing and potter about the place because that's what I'm doing too. I have a couple of plot predictions. My first plot prediction is that um, Justin will try on his velour tracksuit. Uh, absolutely love it uh, and become an Instagram influencer. My second prediction is that uh, Kate and Jacob are going to get so so much pent up sexual frustration that they're going to go and have sex on the green and get found by Harrison Burns and he's going to do his first bit of proper policing, arresting them for both uh, breaking lockdown rules and also public indecency. Uh, that's my two predictions for what's going to happen next week on the Arches. Hope you're all doing really well. Hope uh, everyone's keeping well in this slightly peculiar time, which I think I'm finding even harder than proper lockdown, not knowing what what's really going on, going on anymore. Um, speak to you all soon. Bye. <laughs> wow, Alison from Newbury, that was rather lovely too. Um, yes. Can she fall in love, or must she keep her distance? Well, I want to know who Kirsty is. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I didn't like to mention. <laughs> Have I missed some episodes with Kirsty? <laughs> well, uh, sh- 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 shall we hit uh, the Dumdy Dummers with the news, Warbis? Why not? Uh, well, after you then. <laughs> well, she can fall in love, can't she? As hey. much as she wishes. Oh. Yes, and with Peter too. Yes. And with Graham as well. Of course. Don't leave you out, Mr. S. No. No, don't. Thank you. I feel, yeah. (laughs) It's it's quite nice, isn't it, that everyone, I mean, what happens in lockdown is, and the writers have got this, that they get into a state about very little, don't they? Um, They they talk about, they get worried about sort of trifling things, which Mm. um, is absolutely true to life, I think. Mm. Yeah, there has been a fair amount of tetchiness, hasn't there, going on? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is understandable. Indeed. Stan the kitten. I like Stan the kitten. <laughs> I hope Stan has a long life in Ambridge. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for that, Alice. And um, yes, Kerry, uh, you, you, as, as Kerry said, you, you officially can fall in love with her. Uh, <laughs> now it, we, we're going on to one of the uh, big guns of Dumpty Dum. It's our R. Andrew Horn. Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. Well, I have to say that's the first week of the new style that I've really not enjoyed at all. Um, there's a, maybe a, you know, a minor positive in, uh, in Jacob's realisation about uh, what Kate means to him. And, um, but he's a minor character and I'm, I'm not invested in him. And Lillian and Justin's relationship, it's just so toxic and thoroughly depressing that um, I really did 
just upset me this week. Um, and what I've realized is it's not the style of the monologues that's the, the issue. Having the introspection and the longer periods, that's fine, um, at, at least for a while. But it's, if the content doesn't work, if, if, if what is being said winds you up, then it just becomes even easier to uh, shout at the radio. Um, or myself in my head as I'm walking down the streets and I don't want to get locked up uh, in Surbiton for being any more eccentric than I already am. Um, anyway, that's it from me. Um, keep going, keep safe. I'm going to leave the borough of Kingston today for the first time and go and visit my father well, and my mother, but my father on Father's Day. So I um, hope you're all having a good weekend and speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, Andrew, he's usually so positive, isn't he? That. That was interesting. I mean, he's he's been thrown by the toxicity of of Lillian and Justin, which was we were talking about earlier with with Graham. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. I think I I think they'll turn that round because I I think they're good for each other, don't you? Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I think Lillian's relationships um, are marked by, on the face of it, how unsuitable they actually seem uh, Lillian and Matt Crawford it, oh, yes. you know on the face mm. of it he was just he was a bad lad wasn't he but they had they had something between them with the old pussycat tiger you know there's all of that <laughs> going on um, and you thought it was a real relationship but on the face yeah. of it she just picks characters that are slightly wrong. she doesn't like the quiet good guy does she and there was no. even a time when she was chasing after Brenda's boyfriend. There was a there was a you know a much younger model she was going for a few years ago. So her and Brenda Tucker never quite saw eye to eye. Like she when she when Lillian decides that she she wants a chap, uh, she wants a chap regardless of whether they you know it's a suitable match or not. Yeah, Lillian and Matt together, they seem to be much more relaxed in each other's company and, and, and when they spoke with each other than, than she and Justin are, I think. Yes, I think that's a point in that. They had the same sense of humour, didn't they? Yeah. Mm, goodness, Graham, you're making us all very thoughtful. You know, normally, <laughs> oh, I ought to write a thesis on that. I, I, I suppose you, can, you, you can get a degree in the arches, can't you? I don't well, I think... certainly on the mastermind. Well, yes. have you been on, Royfield? You, you'll be very good at that. I would yeah. not be actually, because I don't have that kind of encyclopedic knowledge. Though it was my utter pleasure to speak to Jackie Smith, the ex-home mm. secretary, oh, who course, did yeah. go on mastermind and got all of her specialist round questions on the archers right. You know, Terrific. she knocked the ball out of the park. Um, I thought we were going to be best of friends until she said she was a Villa fan. And then I went right <laughs> off that. <laughs> I was like, you know, so close, Jackie, but yet oh, so far. Yeah. You know, so. Gosh, she's really missed out, hasn't she? <laughs> Though I, I did forgive her last week and she came on to Mid-Atlantic and uh, she, she was rather good on that last week. Um, but Miss, Mr. Seat, though, I, I tell you, you're giving this whole podcast such a reflective air. And, yes. um, you know, and uh, I, I. Well, if you're you a ghost, that. if you're a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> there are only it's, reflections. It's, they're, they're very hard to play, ghosts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have complete liberty, don't I? Because I can always get around the fact and say, oh, yeah, well, he said that because, of course. But there's a, there's a, he's, he's walking the ramparts. I mean, there's a mm. lovely, he's like Hamlet, and there's a sort of quote that, forced to walk. And, 
he has all this time for memories. And I mean, Truly Madly Deeply was one of my, oh. one of the great films, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and Alan Rickman and, and Juliet Stevenson. Um, I mean, the fact that the, that the ghost was going further away and she didn't want him to. And, and I think it's, they're lovely things to play. <laughs> <laughs> I must find some other ghosts to play. <laughs> we did talk about this on Dumpty Dum, didn't we, uh, Royfield? Do you remember that um, there was a caller in her saying they wanted Nigel's return? And I said, well, barring a haunting, mm. that's unlikely to happen. Mm. So well, I'm I don't know, but we've had happening. this conversation. We've had this conversation that he, that there is long lost brother waiting in the wings, isn't there? There has to be. <laughs> yes. Then I could be alive again, you know. But hey, I'm being very presumptuous, and um, I'm <laughs> I'm just fiddling around on the on the battlements of Lower Loxley at the moment, <laughs> thinking who pushed me. I mean, mm. no, but we can't say. <laughs> Andrew Horn, as always, sir, we salute you and thank you for being part of our Dum De Dum community and for your missive uh, out to the Dum De Dum massives. Now it's uh, we go uh, from Surbiton, we go up to the northeast, and we go to Geordie Land, and it's Mia. Hi, Royfield, and all Dum De Dum peeps worldwide. This is Mia up in Newcastle Land. First of all, my apologies to Kerry last week. Uh, when I called her Claire, I was mixing your co-hosts up, um, but I'm sure she didn't mind. I've just been reflecting today on hearing the news that Dame Vera Lynn has sadly passed away at the age of 101. And it made me think of June Spencer, who plays Peggy Woolley, who's just celebrated her um 101st birthday. She shares a birthday with my mother and is 10 years older than my mother. And I'm wondering whether she, as an actress, will actually ever come <clears throat> come back to the studio to record after coronavirus. I was reading something about Her Majesty the Queen that that even though she's she's 94 and she's been very active, really, that she won't really be doing many more public engagements, holding great big state banquets and shaking hands. Perhaps she will but perhaps that will now be passed along to the next generation. So I've just been reflecting really on on the sad loss of uh, Dame Vera Lynn and what it would mean for the very senior actors and actresses, uh, both in the Archers and, and elsewhere and, and everything. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. Um, I'm enjoying a bit of Kate. Uh, she's, uh, she's always good value for money. And um, we won't mention too much about Lillian and the Valour shell suits. Anyway, take care, everyone. Bye. I don't really see you as a Valour tracksuit type of guy, Graham. God, no. <laughs> what, what's your loungewear of choice, sir? When you're just, you know, you're, you're chilling out. Are you out. talking as me? Yeah. As, 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 as uh, Graham's no, suit, I'm yes. Talk, I'm talking as, yeah, as Graham's seed. Well, gosh. Well, I mean, at the moment, I'm in, I'm in some shorts and uh, a t-shirt, and um, it's it's quite hot today. No, no. I mean, um, I can dress the characters I play far more than I can. I can, I can dress myself. I mean, Nigel would like cords and slipovers and uh, sort of viola shirts a little bit, but he wouldn't care what he looks like. Um, a scruffy old, what they used to be called sports jackets, didn't they, in the 50s mm. and 60s? Yeah. And um, um, 
he wouldn't go as far as a cravat or anything like that. No, uh, I mean that's Brian's territory, isn't it? Yes, oh, he's he's not. I I, I hope um, I could pass. Uh, I'm being a bit a bit arrogant here, but but there was a little photograph of me a few years that that went out on in the Times on Saturday, and um, I was wearing a sports jacket with jeans and an open shirt, and. Uh, it's that sort of look, I think, isn't it? But did you rock? You rocked the look, is what you're saying. I what? You rocked the look. I, oh, that's good. You, you, you killed it. I, I rocked the look. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm going to put that one down. I rocked the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Graham, do He's you not... have your clothes laid out for you each morning <laughs> by another? <laughs> well, well, a, a servant In the same comes. way that Pat does for Tony and Lillian did with the velour tracksuit for, for poor Justin. Really? Are you I, able I'm, to, I'm to choose your clothes yourself? <laughs> you, you, you guys, you, you really don't get. You don't get it sometimes, do you? I think you're sending <laughs> sending me up. I wish. No, I haven't had that. I, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't think Nigel's mummy ever did that. Really, I think she was finishing mm-hmm. the gin and, and talking to her boring boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, we're very isolated. No, I, I make a nice little pile on the floor. I should think, you know, far <laughs> off what I do now. Yeah, um, and the whole thing of this lockout, you know, lockdown is it's a bit of a drag. You have to go out, isn't it, and see people in the park and and um, actually put shoes on. <laughs> actually put shoes on, yeah, you know. Um, now we we're all missing a big hug, aren't we, from from people who we would normally be seeing, and we don't. Mm. Um, and it's yeah. it's quite hard for us all, really. Mm. I tell you the other thing which I got from uh, Mia's call. Kerry is the mm. amount of uh, misidentity that's going on. Yeah. Like, every, like, are you Claire? Are you Kirsty? Well. Oh, <laughs> and then what? Oh, we, we, we did set this up last week, and we never oh, actually God. got the payoff, did we? Because remember the week before last, yes, you were talking about the fact that um, a, a listener, a fan of the mm. Archers, had randomly sent you a book on sailing. On cruising, on to be cruising. more specific. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on cruising. Well, yes. I think you've got a lovely voice and it will, and people will get to recognise it very soon now. But you can't, I mean, it, it takes a few months, doesn't it, with a new voice mm. to, and but, that's the joy of radio, that um, but, but, but once Graham, your but, voice but Graham, is known. Sir, Graham, sir, that, that, that's not the whole part of the issue. It's because. But thank you for saying that, Graham. I've, I've gone off on a tangent. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, it, it, it was it taken it was over fair, from someone who was, you know, it was very a popular. fair summation to make, right? That that's how maybe the confusion could come about. But specifically in the world of um, archers and then the archers fandom. You know, there's two Kerrys. Uh-huh. There's Kerry Davis and then Kerry. Oh Wolf. yes, there is Kerry Davis. So of there was a, the confusion that way. But he's uh, a fella, isn't he? And his voice is yeah. like, a, yeah, yeah. But, but our like... names are spelled the same. Oh, are they? Oh, no, that's awful. They are. That is going to be yeah. difficult. Yeah. I will tell him to change his name. You're far more famous. <laughs> Yeah, get on. But, but poor old Laura, she sent me the cruising book, thinking she had sent it to Kerry Davis. So causing <laughs> even more bafflement. Oh, so so Kerry Davis is is prone to a bit of cruising, is he? Well, mm. there you go. We now know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor started here, or did it? Well, 
He does like to fiddle fiddle about on the sea. He did say that a couple of weeks back on Dumby Dumby's mm. Zoom. So, and which yeah. reminds me, this uh, Friday we have Annabelle Dowler, who plays our Kirsty Miller, who will be joining us on uh, seven o'clock for a touch of the old Zooms. Um, I love her; she's great. Uh, she, she's she's a uh, wonderful actress. She she absolutely is, and we've spoken a few times before, and uh, I am so looking forward to it. Um, we had Ian Pepperell, we had Roy Tucker. Oh, my mate Peps, yeah. Yeah. How was he? Was he yeah. all right? Yeah, he he was in his in his boozer. Uh, when, yes. when we were chatting, yeah, it's a hotel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the pub, yeah. And um, we spent um, a good hour in his company. Um, he was the only person, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna name and shame him. He's the only <laughs> actor who's come on the show and not got all of their questions right. <laughs> you know, I'm just going, yeah, you know, wow. you, you got yours right? That, that was guesswork by about two of them. But I mean, thank goodness I guessed it right there. <laughs> oh, Pepperell is a disgrace, isn't he? Uh, uh, I'm glad you actually, said that. Actually, in his defence, Royfield, mm. didn't you get one of the um, answers it. incorrect? Stop it. But even then, he still <laughs> got it wrong. He still got oh, it wrong. He? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was the. I take that back. I thought it was the Isle of Wight <laughs> festival where. Oh, crumbs! Mm. Uh, sorry about. Sorry about this, Graham. Uh, sorry, I should say Nigel. Um, the uh, question was in the quiz: uh, When did Roy and Lizzie consummate their? Oh, I'm putting my fingers in my ears. Did I get... just realised who who, who was listening. In... <laughs> oh, was it consummated? I'm in shock. <laughs> Right, the next time I haunt Lizzie, be listening when we write the next lot. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, let, 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 I, I tell you what, we need a caller in to rescue us from this faux pas. Jess, oh. Jess, rescue us quickly, Jess. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Jess from Ohio. I feel um, properly schooled um, in response to my previous call about Natasha. Clearly, I have years of archers to listen to before I really understand how to artfully introduce and develop a character. I can't say that I'm going to continue to like Natasha. And I still think that perhaps things around the edges are a bit clunky with her, but we'll see where it goes. I started listening to the archers in graduate school. I had a lot of time in the lab alone, sometimes at night with nothing but bacteria to talk to. Um, and I was looking um, for recommendations of podcasts to listen to on a website called Ravelry, which is for knitters, crocheters, and people in the fiber arts. And uh, The Archers was recommended. Um, I'm not sure why I decided to start listening to it, but I did. And I've been listening ever since. It's a delightful um, little snippet of um, country life that's completely foreign to me. Hope everyone's doing well. Bye. That's nice. It was nice. Uh-huh. Hey, listen, I must, I must say something um, to you guys about mm-hmm. Lizzie. Now, there's mm-hmm. only one person who's allowed to call her Lizzie, and that's, and that's the late Nigel. I hope at least um, Roy um, called her Elizabeth, because that would be, that would be the final nail if <laughs> anyone else was calling Lizzie Lizzie. Because, because in my time, every other character in the Archers called her Elizabeth. And only Nigel was allowed to call her Lizzie. Has that changed? Roy did oh call her goodness. Elizabeth. Oh, no. I'll kill him. <laughs> no, he called her Elizabeth. He called her Elizabeth. Yeah, Good. He did. He did. I think, he, I think I, I'm very glad that the writers have kept that going then. Yeah. And he didn't last, did he? No. 
No, <laughs> it's a bit common, a bit common, wasn't it? You know, it's a bit trade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thank you, Jess, for uh, coming in and uh, correcting faux pas that were uh, laid in a previous episode. You've got all your credentials. We mm. know exactly the reason why you are a fan of uh, the Archers now, Jess, and why uh, you are sat in Ohio. Uh, you've been all American and all, uh, but you still love this quintessentially English bit of drama. So thank you for that, Jess. Now, uh, we only have one more call left, uh, Kerry, and mm. uh, it's Rosie Porty. Uh, so Rosie and, and actually Rosie sent this in as we were recording last week's episode. So she might refer to things that are two weeks old. But here is Rosie. Hi, it's Rosie Porty here. Hello to Hoyfield, Kerry and everybody else in Dumpty Dum land. Just calling in again to talk about the new format. It seems to me that the production team, I think, have been listening to feedback or something's happening out there in the ether because um, the you know there are more background sound effects in terms of birdsong when Helen was down by the reed bed and with the countless notifications pinging around in terms of Nakasha texting Tom and then Tom texting Johnny with yet more instructions. Can I just say how annoying I'm finding Tom? He's tone deaf when it comes to the issues that Nakasha's facing with her business. And actually, Nakasha's dad having bipolar was a bit of a curveball. And it'll be interesting to see how that element of her life comes out in future episodes. But specifically, he is totally tone deaf in relation to Helen. Helen not wanting to go onto Susan's show. It seems to me that actually the writers explored really well the nervousness that a domestic abuse survivor could feel about stepping into the public domain. And it seemed quite natural that, be, that there would be justifiable nerves about making any kind of public statement in case it prompts an abuser to resurface and to start to take action against them again. I enjoyed the narrative arc this week and did feel genuine happiness that Helen did the interview, even though it was a bit cheesy, pun intended. Um, and finally, can I just say how much I enjoyed Laura's call her a message last week. I, for one, didn't know people named their dishwashers. And I think Camilla's a great name. Hilarious. Thanks again <laughs> to everybody out there in Dumpty Dum land and stay safe. Uh, Graham, do you have any yes. white goods that you name? <laughs> what, like a fridge and things? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't name one Camilla because my <laughs> sister was Camilla and, and a member of the royal family. Um I, I don't think so, no. No, is the honest answer. Mm. Well, Why should I, do you think? Well, it seems to be a bit of a thing. On the old Flick app, big up yeah. the Flick app posse. Right, so the Flick app, uh, Dumpty Dummers, uh, there's a whole thread. And everybody has named their dishwasher, their fridge, their car, oh. their, their hairdryer even. It, it's quite extensive. <laughs> mad, mad, mad. <clears throat> um, so can I give a plug? Um, for my podcast, www.thepartidatriptych.com. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you would have done that anyway, but um, I'm absolutely thrilled that so many of your listeners are taking a little punt on it. And um, and you can listen to that as, as well as the week's episodes, which one's living and one's official and one's unofficial, isn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, though, you've, you've whetted everyone's appetite now. Right. You can, I, I, I don't know how you can just bow out after three, sir. Um, thank you. Well, no, well, you know, we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll see. Time, time will tell, won't it? Mm. <laughs> What's for sure is it's not going to go on to 
of 27 years or 50 for whatever many years of the past. <laughs> no, this is, this is just a, a little one-off, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, really? Oh, what well, you say that it's not going to go on for 27 years or for, dare I say, what, 69, right? But you, you, don't, you don't call them the Nigel Pardews of triptychs. You call them the Pardews of triptychs. I, I do, yes. So, so Freddie yes. or Lily could take up the mantle when they croak. Mm-hmm. They could. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> yes, they could. Yeah. They could. And dare I yeah. say, there's your mum. She could. Oh, uh, bless. Mummy, yeah, Julia. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can, she can make it, and, and yeah. Well, I mean, there's um. Well, Helen has written a very good play, which she wrote a few years ago about ghosts in Ambridge. So, who knows? Maybe it'll get picked up. I don't know. I hope so. It's it's rather touching. Um, it's all positive stuff that we all have this 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 alter fantasy thing to click into, and mm-hmm. um, and radio is a wonderful media. You know, so so many more people are turning to radio, aren't they, in these times? Yeah, Kerry, they are. Yeah. yeah. And and also, you you know, you can't... Well, it's easier now because... Um, well, no, it's not. Well, social distancing will be easier soon. But then... And I do miss June, and I do hope that June comes back to the programme, by the way. Mm. Uh, it would be terrible if she didn't. But, of course, there are complications, and age isn't... It's not good, is it? I mean, you know, if you're 70, it's a problem. Uh, but what a wonderful, wonderful actress and, and tribute to the programme she's been. Yeah. yeah. Ian was uh, said that she flies. That basically, she lives in Spain now. Oh yeah, does she? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had absolutely had had no idea. Yeah. Well, she's she's uh, so. I mean, when I fell off the roof, one of the first letters I got was from June saying how sorry she was. Yeah, and oh. I thought that was a really nice thing to do. Mm. Thank you, June. Yeah. Crumbs, you know what? You're going to have, have me blubbing, you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going now. I'm not going to do the screen for you. Just go, don't scream. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. It, it, it calls upon me uh, to say to, to my co-host, uh, do we have any emails that you would like to read out with your very own personages of a, of a voice that you have in your head and you can read them out to the people that is listening. Do you have any? I will indeed, Royfield. Yes, I do. I'm going to shuffle. There's my shuffling. That sounded um, like more of a rub to me than a shuffle. Oh, God. You need to get the sound effects <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> I will do it's better scary. next time. <laughs> um, so, yes, we have a, a, a text from Erica. Mm-hmm. Um, she says it's been really interesting to get a better understanding of the dynamic between couples through the monologues. Lillian and Justin just didn't spark. They're competitive and combative. But Kate and Jacob, although so different, respect and admire each other. Seeing how the characters think of each other has been a real treat to listen to. That was from Erica in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have an email from Sarah Street. She says, um, I've been li- listening to Dumpty Dum for a couple of hundred episodes or so, but have never been in touch for various reasons. One, I'm too shy. Two, others have been able to express my thoughts far more eloquently than me. And three, I'm usually a few weeks behind. And even if I'm not, I tend to listen to the omnibus on a Tuesday at work. (laughs) So I'm too late to contribute. 
This week, however, Royfield gave me a shout out on the Zoom chat, so thought it was about time to break my silence and say hello. Firstly, the admin, I'm in Essex. My vintage is Johnny. I'm a bookkeeper and I can't remember what else you need to know. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying the monologues, which probably puts me in a minority. <laughs> Thank you, Royfield, for the mention during the Zoom meeting. I think it may be the large map on my dining room wall that made you notice me. I've really enjoyed the Zoom meetings. They've been a welcome distraction in a time of crazy uncertainties. Keep up the good work. Mm. Yeah. It, it was um, indeed the map over her shoulder. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember her going, no, 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 I haven't. I don't want to speak. <laughs> so it's really, really lovely to hear from her. Um, and then finally, we have a, an email from Ed Makura, and he says, Hi, I was listening to an older episode of 10 American Presidents, the one on the history of impeachment. Did Witherspoon, who contributes to the Dumpty Dum podcast, do one of the voices on that edition? Thanks, Ed. He absolutely did. You recognise the voice. Um, he's uh, he's actually voiced quite a few of the um, old kind of news clips because what I do. So if we if I do the life of a president and it's before recorded sound, I via the Ten American Presidents Facebook group, I send out uh, an email because I've found the news clips that mention this president doing whatever, and then ask listeners to voice them. And Witherspoon has done done a few. So, so yes, it was indeed Lonnie Bihar in the Upper Lower East West Side. So, is that the end of the emails? It is, yeah. Right, so I'm going to say uh, it's time where you might hear an ad. It'll be an ad for something which you can maybe purchase or maybe even just download. But it'll be an ad of sorts. It's coming up just about now. And then afterwards, we'll have a touch of the Yokel Bears with a social media roundup. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, Dumpty Dame, Joko Bear here with the social media roundup for the week. Um, let's talk about Kate, which is not something I often say, but I thought the episode with Kate and Jacob and the, and the yoga class, I thought that was quite sweet. It was kind of at that beginning stage of their relationship. And for once, I actually found that Kate wasn't annoying. Uh, and I kind of saw her in a different light. So I asked the question on social media, do you, have you seen a different Kate? Well, the results are kind of mixed. Um, Sean Coleman, just in general, said, I have to admit, I found this week's episodes very tedious and personally not as good as the rest. Kate and Lillian are both self-centred. Justin's just horrid. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jacob was about the only one I liked, as he was very understanding of Kate. Um, yeah, I did. I think Jacob, I think the, the what this has done for us is actually given us a look inside Jacob's head because he's a bit inscrutable sometimes, isn't he? With all the logic and all that kind of thing. Um, and I think, yeah, he does. He really loves Kate, doesn't he? Ooh. Mm. Anyway, so um, Jean Bell said, meeting Jacob has been good for her and for us. I fear she may be hearing um, that she is in the early stages of the menopause and they may have to consider whether they wish to break the social distance rule and settle down to try for a baby. I genuinely, Jean, hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah, can you imagine it? Kind of Kate dashing across Ambridge and hammering on the door saying, take me now before it's too late. Um, yeah, actually, I'd rather not think about that, to be honest with you. Darcy Organson said, it sounds like she's started to realise that she's peri perimenopausal. I thought it was a very good episode. Really interesting to see inside, uh, hear inside their heads when we would otherwise have never had the chance to do so. Beginning to understand how these otherwise two very disparate people could connect. And I think, yeah, that's, that's right. There is a connection. It's a strong connection, it would seem. Elvis Dutton said, um, Anyone else struggling to believe that Kate would have been this responsible? Um, I just can't see her accepting the rules applied to her and that she can't go go around anyway and climb into bed with Yakult. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know, because also as well, I tell you what, Elvis, I think this is the thing. I think on the one hand, she's kind of, um, she's kind of a bit of a rebel. On the other hand, she's very health conscious, isn't she? So I think when it comes to something like a disease, she is going to err on the side of caution. She's going to take the kind of wellness approach, isn't she? If having to stay put is for people's wellness and her wellness, then I think that's what she'd do. Um, we also talked about Lillian and Justin because they were the other two main ones this week, weren't they? Um, about the tension between them in their relationship. Um, and also purple velour tracksuits. Well, let's start with Stephen Bowden because I think he took a very firm line on whether you would wear a purple velour tracksuit when he said, as for the tracksuits, only three, um, three things stand in the way of wearing them. One, they're purple. Two, they're velour. Three, they're tracksuits. So that's a big no from Stephen then. Um, Carolyn Cooper said, this relationship is awful. She delights in upsetting him. Um, is it the power struggle that they enjoy? Uh, surely she isn't prepared to put up with such a nasty man just for the lavish lifestyle and money. Lillian has more self-esteem um, than that, doesn't she? Now, Carolyn, I think you raise a really important point. And I've I've known I've had I've known a couple like this once who they did actually thrive off of the kind of competitiveness and the that that frisson of kind of conflict in the relationship. They seem to actually get something from it. Now, personally, me, don't like conflicts in relationships. Yeah, just be nice. Buy me the old bunch of flowers. Um, yeah, we'll all be happy, won't we? But yeah, I think you're right. Some people, it's more complex than that, isn't it? The, the power kind comes in. But it's not just about power. It's kind of, I think it's about that spark, isn't it? It's about that kind of, that um, edge of destruction kind of spark can be quite um, alluring sometimes. Um, now, the other thing that we did was that we um, asked for people to come up with a completely new plot line um, or a new character or something like that. So let your imagine, imaginations go wild. Um, now, I've got to say, there could have only been one winner. There was great suggestions, but there's only really one winner for this week's. And that was Andy Bent. And I'm going to read it in full. Um, Andy says, Sabrina Thwaite and Mandy Beesborough get sloshed um, on Scruff Gin on a reborn as Ambridge's answer to Thelma and Louise, with Johnny taking the role played by Brad Pitt. The exact gruesome but hilarious revenge on um, Bran before driving their car to the top of Lakey Heath, to their horror, not incurring so much as a scratch, as the car only falls about um, two feet leaving them to face the consequences of their actions. Jenny Darling bails uh, them out and they set up a commune in Home Farm. Yeah, I think that's, that, seems, that seems pretty plausible to me. Um, there was also a lot of other people. It was very popular. Sabrina Thwaites was a pro popular choice here to actually have her say something. Anyway, that's me done with the social, roundup, uh, social media roundup for the week. And you've got Millie Bell next week. So I'll talk to you later. Bye.
Yokel Bear, Yokel Bear, Yokel Bear. Uh, thank you for that. And I believe Yokel Bear might have uh, some news for us all uh, very soon. Uh, but first, uh, Kerry, before we start to wind things up, or is it down, um, we need some tweets. Yes, I have some tweets here. Um, the first one is from Lomalindy12 on the Twitters. She says, don't worry, Kate, assuming the GP tells you you're perimenopausal, you can do a letting go ritual in a field where you farewell your ovaries and accept the age of the crone like they do in Totnes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I'm sure that will feature an episode in the near future. Uh, um, Steve Brooks TA on the Twitters he says um, isn't three children enough Kate you haven't got time to neglect another (laughs) oh (laughs) controversial Um, then we have David Wherewell um, who's David Where W-H-E on the Twitters and he puts fitness level just used a yoga DVD as a coaster for my beer Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> we can all relate to that, I think. Um, and finally, the tweet of the week is from Patricia, who is at Olympians on the Twitters. And she says, periods irregular, not sleeping well, moody. Yep, it's a Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those tweets, um, everybody. And you never know, we might be pimping that section up um, a little soon. Um, right, folks, uh, that's just about the end of the show. But it uh, it falls upon me uh, to remind you that the Pargita Triptychs are on a podcatcher uh, ah. near you. Uh, so <laughs> what you need to do, uh, you whack out uh, your iPhone. Well, I don't know why I'm saying this, because you're probably listening to this show on your iPhone right now. But basically, you get out your app, your podcast app, and you type in Pajitur, and I think it'll probably just find it from there. And basically, you go and subscribe, and you then uh, download it, listen to it, enjoy it, have fun with it, and then tweet at Graham Seed, at Graham Seed, and say, oi, mush, don't be thinking that uh, you're going to stop this after just three episodes. <laughs> you and Helen need to sit down and figure out how you can keep us Archers fan, fans right royally entertained. You know, you, you can't do this to, 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 to people, Graham. You can't take them right to well. the edge, fiddle with them, tease them, and whatever, Girl, and then just leave them in a state of excitement. Yes. Without we'll see. ultimate release, we'll see. sir, you can't. I'll it. get Denise. I'll get Denise to phone you to find out how to how to move it on. Be careful, you know. <laughs> um, but it's it's a thrill to meet you, Kerry. That's it's oh, a, hey, a real you. joy, Graham. We haven't we haven't quite gone yet. No, no, no. Oh, I, I've still oh. got some things I need to rattle through. Right? Oh gosh, quickly! No, okay, no, right. no, no, not so, even quickly. Love in no. here, Royfield. I, I know. No, I'm, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm mean, sorry to Nigel's get in the way. He likes the girls, doesn't he? dumdum.com go there folks Uh, you can see uh, the interview uh, our our meeting our evening sorry our conversations that's even a better word our conversation we had with uh, the wonderful Graham Seed a few weeks ago if you go on to dumdum.com or you can go onto our YouTube channel 
If you type in Dumpty Dum on the YouTubes and then you'll see all of the Friday Zooms and uh, the Graham one uh, was rather special. It's actually the longest as well. Uh, we sat down and uh, we broke bread with him, had a little glass of, of red and uh, you were rather honest and um, a little bit vulnerable in, in that conversation, sir. And I kind of applaud uh, your honesty. Um, you know, you really uh, let us listeners know that... Yes, this was a job, but it was more than just that for you. And when the, the Captain Nigel was written out and the way that you were told, you know, it had ramifications for you personally and, and also emotionally. So I really do recommend if you haven't listened or viewed any of the Zoom uh, conversations, go to dumdydum.com and uh, go find our conversation with Graham there, or you can just type it straight into the YouTubes. Uh, so that's one thing you can do if you go on to dumdydum.com. Uh, now, remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, or you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a telephonic message via a telephone. Or you can text your message to us by starting your message with DUM. That's D-U-M to 07786200690. I'm going to read that again. If you want to text us a message, uh, you can send that to 07786200690. And the next bit's in black, Kerry, but I read the, the red bit as black. So why don't we just switch it up? <laughs> Okay, you can find Yokel Bear at Dumpty Dum on the Twitters. Uh, Kerry, that's me, is at Kerry Warbis, and you spell it K-E-R-I, like Kerry Davis, just to cause a bit more confusion. And uh, Royfield can be found at at Royfield. We're not very imaginative with our Twitter handles. And of course, you can find the legendary Lucy V. Freeman at Lucy V. Freeman. Now, I'm guessing, Graham, if people mm -hmm. wanted to find you, Graham Seed. They type in Graham Seed. Would I be I right, think sir? That, yeah, I think that's a very good. Yes, he would. I think <laughs> good. Good chance. <laughs> and don't forget, folks. If you like Facebook, why don't you go onto Facebook and uh, type in Dum De Dum, and you get Dum De Dum on Facebook. Now, Mister S. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the assembled mass ranks of Dumpty Dummers whilst you have them? You know, you're in their ears. This is your chance, sir. I've gone all shy. Um, it's really nice <laughs> to meet you all. And um, um, thank you for listening to the archers and respecting the ghost of Nigel. That's it, really. Well, how was that? Was it a bit... Bit over the top? I don't know. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh. No, no. No, but you're all great. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a club. It's a family, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to hit stop on the record. I, you've, done, you've done it.